Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The story is still fresh. The story still matters. And how they abuse the law, how they abuse the Constitution, how they do it with a smile and they don't care, that's even bigger than keeping Trump off the ballot. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. It was this this back and forth, right? CNN asking the question to Ambassador John Bolton. I think it's completely misplaced. I think this, this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the, the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, second, the, the idea that uh, 50 different state courts can, can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch, interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government, uh, is, is incoherent. And- now, it goes without saying that Ambassador Bolton is uh, not a fan, not a fan of Donald Trump but clearly a fan of the law. And while I have been speaking about this, it is time for us to make this part of the pivot, which is what happens in a society that doesn't actually care about the law. They don't give a damn. They only care about burning their enemy to the ground. He's there uh, on CNN with Caitlin Collins, who uh, I'm, for the record, not impressed with. Uh, But this decision in Colorado, Supreme Court decision, we are going to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. 4-3, he is guilty of insurrection as per uh, the uh, 14th Amendment, Section 3. So therefore, he can't be on the ballot in the primary. Now, just so it's read, so you have it, this is Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. This goes back to the Civil War and to the Confederates. It is this that the Colorado Supreme Court, in a 4-3 decision, decided Trump is guilty of insurrection and therefore can't be on the ballot in a primary. Now, Trump has not been charged with insurrection. Trump has not been found guilty of insurrection. The court in this case has feels, right? They've got feeling. And their feelings say, Trump bad, we have to do something. And I've had people all over social media kind of echo this insanity. Not everyone, but too many. Echoing this insanity, one of those statements, at some point, uh, someone someone wrote me on Twitter, at some point, Trump has to take some responsibility for helping foment a violent assault on an official act of Congress. 
It's just not feasible to let something like that slide. This is a drop in the bucket of accountability, but it's something. That is somebody willing to burn down the nation. People who make statements like that should not be allowed to operate heavy machinery. Trump has to take responsibility for helping foment a violent assault? Whoa. I, I, it says who? But if you say so, you don't have to vote for him. But you have feels, right? You've got all the feels. And so now something has to happen to Trump because you're angry? It's just not feasible to let something like that slide. I don't think we should allow the abuse of the Justice Department on Trump right now slide. All of these uh, uh, in- indictments happening to affect a-, a-, a political election, to affect a presidential election. That's the only reason they're happening now. You're okay with that? You're twisted. You're twisted, you're sick, you don't believe in America, and you're not American. I said that earlier. I'm saying it again for the sake of clarity. You don't actually believe in America. America is about control. The rule of law, not the rule of man, not the rule of your emotions. I don't give a damn about your emotions. Your emotions can kiss my butt. They're meaningless. If you want courts acting out on emotions, things get bad. You know, a lot of people have been quoting Mitch McConnell. Uh, talking about uh, Harry Reid and the nuclear option. Remember the nuclear option with with uh, uh, getting rid of the filibuster? You will regret this one day. Uh, and uh, the day will come sooner than you think. And that's why Merrick Garland is not on, on the court. And that's why other people are on the court. Never forget, for all of Mitch McConnell's issues, he did that right. I love cocaine! Cocaine Mitch, ain't nobody better. All right, many people better, but neither here nor there. Let's get back to this this madness that we're starting to hear. This madness that involves this decision to keep him off the primary ballot. Emotional claptrap, emotional pablum is no way to run a country. And to encapsulate this, to really understand this, one has to listen to George Conway on MSNBC. Institution, who is the finder of fact of that? Uh, People on cable news, uh, judges in Colorado, or does it need to be a jury in Washington, D.C. that is hearing a case on whether uh, Donald Trump committed insurrection against the United States Constitution? Well, as a good uh, longtime member of the Federal Society, you have to look at the text of the, of, the, of the constitutional provision. And the constitutional provision says nothing about convictions. It, they could have easily, when they wrote that provision, said someone convicted of insurrection cannot be held, cannot, be, cannot hold public office. Mm-hmm. It does not say that. Can we stop for a moment? If someone is not convicted of insurrection... How would you know if they engaged in insurrection? Because you feel they did? And since this was written to clearly deal with uh, the Confederacy and certainly not anything having to do with a riot uh, at the Capitol, you're saying that your view, George Conway, should take precedence because, again, your feelings matter. 
But as we know, Donald Trump never even appeared at the Capitol that day, never entered the Capitol that day, never hit a Capitol police officer, never forced his way into a building, wasn't wearing a Viking helmet, never stole a podium, didn't put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, and was not removed from office. So if it isn't about conviction, an actual conviction, a trial, then you're saying, George Conway, you unbelievable sack, that this is about your feelings. You want a country run on your feelings. Why in the world would anybody want such a thing? You know, we, we've been discussing this in, in, in a lot of different ways today. But man, people really think their feelings should determine how the future goes. Their feelings shouldn't determine how the future goes. As a matter of fact, George Conway, whose only claim to fame, as I've discussed, is having sex with Kellyanne Conway, should be told to take his feelings and shove them. Who cares about his feelings? But wait, uh, by the way, they refer to him on MSNBC as conservative attorney. That's adorable. Like he's a conservative. And so what that means is the courts are free to determine on their own, you know, based upon, you know, the valid judicial processes, um, what is an insurrection and whether the facts meet that. And what are you talking about? Wouldn't a, a, a trial have to occur? And wouldn't the person being accused be innocent until proven guilty? In this case, no trial occurred, and they determined that the former president is guilty. No trial occurred. Hey, you Stalin-loving freak. I mean, that's a fetish. No trial occurred, and you're telling me that the court decided... This is considered intellectual thought on MSNBC. This yuts. Now, I, I will say to you that I am, I am, for, for, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm taking much more of this personally than, than I normally do. It's just not normally my, my style. And, and the reason is I don't know how one doesn't take this personally. These people are disgusting. George Conway's disgusting. And so is the entire staff at Morning Joe and MSNBC. They have well given up, given up the idea of having any kind of, of, of intellectual heft. What say you about this, uh, 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 Alan Dershowitz, on Fox Business? for how electors are appointed. States have a great discretion in how they appoint electors. This will throw the entire system of electing president that we've now established for over 200 years into disarray. It's, it's a scandal. It's a shame. The justices who wrote this decision ought to be ashamed of themselves. It's a purely partisan ploy. And the Supreme Court ought to take this up as soon as possible and get us back to the business of electing presidents based on what the people want, not what partisans want and what they can get partisan judges to enact. That, I think, makes a lot more sense to a lot more people. The emotional aspects here is that the people cannot be trusted. That's the story here.
that people like George Conway, this sack, people like Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, these two shrieking fools. See, I mean, that's usually not the way I talk. I I can't describe to you how disgusted I I am by all this. They don't believe that the people should have a say. They are so emotional. Remember, I'm disgusted and I'm sharing it with you. They're so emotional that they don't believe that the people should have a say in their own elections. That Trump should just not be allowed on the ballot to prevent anybody from making what they decide is the wrong decision. You should be prevented from doing what they decide is making a mistake. You can't be allowed to make a mistake. You can't be allowed to have your own opinion. You can't be allowed to have your own thoughts. You cannot be allowed. This is Senator Chris Coons of Delaware. It's a striking ruling. I think it is a plain reading of the text of the 14th Amendment. Uh, I'll remind you, this provision of the 14th Amendment uh, was written to prevent uh, those who were part of the Confederacy who took up arms against the United States in our Civil War from returning to federal elected office. Uh, But there was a finding by the court in Colorado looking at the evidence that former President Trump participated in an insurrection. I was here on January 6th. Uh, We had an impeachment trial for President Trump after the events of January 6th. I think it's undeniable, in my view, that he participated in an insurrection and as such should be disqualified. What does your view matter, Senator? You would need a court. You would need it adjudicated. Your view, why not just say, I'm Chris Coons, I'm a dictator. Why not just call yourself Generalissimo Coons? In my view, who gives two holy you-know-whats about your view? You're saying you're so emotional that because you feel it, it should be so. And you're glad that a, 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 a court, the Supreme Court of Colorado also is filled with emotional people. Can I ask a question? How does a nation survive like this? We do not do things based on a rule of law. We do things based on the emotional state of Senator Chris Coons. How is this not a dictatorship? How is it not a banana republic? (laughs) Put your thing in there, right? It's important that when we go through this, as, as we went through it earlier, we remember this part of it. Of course, this should be overturned 9 nothing by the Supreme Court. Of course, that should happen. But understand how the left thinks and why you might be different. They believe that their emotions should lead. They believe that their emotions should reign supreme and that their emotions are more important than your rights. Not because I said so, but because they said so. This ruling is disgusting and it should be overturned. But never forget, 
There's an entire political party through the Marxism, through the education system, through their elitism, through their barbarism that believes they should have total power and anything they do to keep you from having power is okay. You wonder why I get frustrated. It's because I know that that's who they are. And I'm just trying to make sure I, I uh, engage that w- with you properly. My plan is to not let them be in charge. And even when I get disgusted, to bring myself back to square and fight proper. And that means making sure I explain things as well as I can and making sure we understand what it is we're up against. We're up against emotional people who will do anything for power, including destroying the nation. And anybody who thinks this ruling isn't anything but destroying the nation, well, they're the people who believe in power first. They're the authoritarians. They're the wannabe dictators. I'm Tony Katz. I think it's one of the most predictable stories of the year that the rates for containers went up. How is this not amongst the most predictable stories of the year? That if we're talking about shipping containers and we're talking about how you get things from point A to point B, with everything that the Houthi rebels have done in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden and the Gulf of Oman and the, the Straits of Hormuz, with going after oil tankers, going after these shipping vessels, taking them hostage, if you will. Uh, how did you not expect the rates to go up? A 40-foot container, just the rental of the container, used to be $2,400. Now, 10000 Four times the price, which means we are about to pay more for all of the goods that get shipped. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. This was so incredibly predictable predictable that these prices would go up because groups like Maersk, M-A-E-R-S-K, massive shipping uh, conglomerate, they, they're moving out of the Red Sea. They're changing their shipping routes. That adds costs to everything. The bigger story here is that we allowed it to happen. The United States allowed the Houthi rebels to control the seas. The Houthi rebels engaged in this in this civil war in Yemen. It's a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. They're supported by the Iranians. We allowed the Iranians to decide how the seas get run. That's insane. And for the people who are like, well, you can't get involved in every war, I'm not discussing getting involved in every war. I'm discussing punching the Houthi rebels in the face. We don't believe in this. Ah, it's no big deal. I think it's a great big deal. I think what it shows is a great big deal. I think when people question leadership, bad things happen. I don't think that makes me a neocon. I think it makes me rational. It is rational to state you can't let this Iranian ban of scum decide who, who navigates the oceans. I didn't think that would be a, a thought that is, uh, I, I, I don't know, controversial. I thought that would be the most baseline thing ever. Well, not for the Biden administration. And I'm pretty sure, I, I don't know if, if, if for America. If I were president, the seas would be fine. That's a guarantee, people. Can't wait for my election. This is Tony Katz today.
received a lot of feedback. Oh, man, that cold has not yet gone away. Driving me nuts. Nuts. It's just this lingering nonsense. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. And when you talk for a living, that lingering nonsense uh, knocks you out. But but I had gotten a lot of feedback regarding this conversation about the Indiana Daily Student, the student newspaper there at Indiana University. And, of course, uh, one of their uh, op-ed people and their response to the Hamas attack on Israel by saying Palestine should be free. I mean, it was an anti-Israel screed and a question of whether or not the Indiana Daily Student allowed for a response. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. What's going on? Merry Christmas. So the Indiana Daily Student, when you have writers there like Jared Quigg, who clearly state uh, that, um, well, you, 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 you would argue that Hamas has a right to exist and Israel doesn't. This, uh, the same Jared Quigg, who writes, quote, denouncing the horrors of capitalism. And he had written a piece over there defending the idea of of free uh, Palestine. There will never be peace until Palestine is free. This was written on October 24th. The man's entitled to an opinion. And I think that the opinion should be responded to, and certainly at the time I did. But I, I, I noted, and I, or I should say I had heard that there were people who wanted to respond, students who wanted to respond, but were unable to. And I had been told the story in a, in a public setting, uh, other people told the same story, that since Quig, there at the Daily Student, is one of the editors of the opinion page, it is quite possible he did not allow other opinions to be heard. Now, that, of course, is an insanity. And if that is indeed the case, that would be something for the IU president, Pam Witten, to take note of. And she should be bothered by it. She should speak out about it. Now, the idea that a college president can speak out about everything, everywhere, all the time, I I think that would be a, a bit of a maddening proposition. But it is clear that the issues on college campuses are not just reserved for Harvard and the Claudine Gay issue and UPenn and the former president, Liz McGill, and MIT and the current president, Sally Kornbluth. These issues are everywhere, and they're certainly Indiana present. Whether we're talking about at IU in Bloomington, or whether we're talking about in Purdue and West Lafayette, or uh, in in Muncie, Ball State University, uh, Butler in, in Indianapolis, these problems, these issues are everywhere. And and the issue one one could argue is not that there might be speech you don't like. I can accept that there's speech I don't like. Is that there is no response to it to engage a clarity but rather an acceptance of it as, well, you have to understand their position. For the record, I don't understand the position of support of Hamas, a terrorist organization. I do not understand the position of the support of elimination of a nation, in this case, Israel. I do not understand the idea of supporting genocide as the chant from the river to the sea engages. 
Now, that I understand what these words are is different than understanding how someone could remain silent around them. And I certainly don't understand how so-called leadership does not lead. Leadership does not mean silencing the opposition. It means putting forward a better idea, a better thought, a better philosophy. Giving those students, those administrators, those professors, etc., that staff, a, a place to look. An understanding of where it is they can be, that better place. And to that end, we don't see that happening enough on campuses in the state of Indiana. Now, possibly you could argue... And, and I would love for you to be right, Tony. Here's what's happening here. Here's what's happening there. There are so many good things happening. You would be thrilled. I would love to be thrilled. I would be overjoyed uh, to be thrilled. But one cannot be thrilled if indeed there are students at Indiana University who wanted to respond and the Indiana Daily Student refused to publish it as is written over at jewishindianapolis.org a part of the jewish federation of greater indianapolis a response was written by a student named tyler burnett and as it says here quote it was submitted to ids the indiana daily student the student newspaper of indiana university quote unfortunately the piece was never published the ids staff tried to heavily edit it to the point where it was no longer written as intended. It is just one example of the way community members are stepping up to communicate inaccurate narratives of the Israel-Hamas war. Now, this goes back uh, to, to October. Uh, and, and it's possible that I have shared some of this. But I wanted to make sure, because I don't remember if, if, if I did, I wanted to make sure um, that that I was I, I, I had given this its due and shared why this is so problematic that the Indiana Daily Student would do this. And yes, they should be called out for it. As Mr. Burnett writes, a more disturbing problem with Mr. Quigg's rhetoric is that he sees justification for Hamas violence against Jews stating, quote, One people cannot subjugate another so ruthlessly and for so long and expect to face no resistance, unquote. From the opposite angle, one group, Hamas, cannot subjugate the Israelis to terror for so many years and not expect resistance from the Israeli side. Violence will plague the region as long as Hamas terror tactics remain unresolved. Mr. Quigg chose to quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, meaning free of Jews living from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, this from Mr. Burnett continues, he is aware that calling for a free Palestine from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea is used by many in the Middle East as a call for the destruction of Israel and the eradication of Jews. He is also aware that the founding charter of Hamas calls for the murder of Jews. Mr. Quigg is clearly advocating for genocide. Mr. Burnett continues, Mr. Quigg suggests he does not care about Jewish lives. He does not care about the 200 hostages kidnapped by Hamas, including 30 children. The 1,400, that number has now been uh, reduced to 1,200, as if somehow that makes it better. Uh, Israelis killed by Hamas on October 7th, the thousands wounded, and the tens of thousands of Israelis displaced from their towns due to current border fighting. I do hope our fellow students care. Then maybe they'll seek to understand. Why is it that Indiana University wouldn't publish this? 
For what reason? I read it to be able to ask that question because I believe uh, that people certainly deserve voice. Now, not every voice is going to be amplified by me. But I uh, am not the student newspaper, and it would be interesting to get an answer from them as to why they didn't print it. Well, we can't print every response. Well, that would now lead to what responses do you print? I'm not on campus. I'm not a student. I'm not a professor. I I can pick and choose the things that, that I do and, dis- and, and, and discuss. And certainly, one could argue even that the writer here, Tyler Burnett, could publish something on his own and, and, and engage in pamphleteering. Uh, oh, oh, he could be Thomas Paine p- passing out common sense. Uh, of course, he, he could. But this, again, goes to this idea of what is actually being shared and what is actually being discussed. And for us, in the state of Indiana, for us as Hoosiers, we need to be asking ourselves, where exactly do we get our clarity? If we were to take a look at leadership as a whole, are we left with this this feeling that we have solid people engaged in solid conversations looking to do right by us and and by our kids and we have a, a, a leadership that sees a vision for a future and articulates it or do we have silence constant continual repeated deafening silence i'm saying it's the latter i'm not i'm not happy about this And I am not saying, as I brought up earlier, that I could be shown places where things are happening. But none of it is happening publicly. I have friends who may agree with me uh, uh, politically, but not necessarily tactically. Uh, This is becoming, for me, an issue. The issue is that they tactically, and they are good people, decent people, smart people, valuable people they believe that things can still happen behind the scenes and that i may not be aware of all the things that happen behind the scenes and 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 i accept this as true it is possible i am not aware of all the things that happen behind the scenes when we talk about indianapolis i discuss very earnestly and honestly that the civic leaders the business leaders they could be having all the conversations behind the scenes that they want But if they don't talk publicly, it doesn't matter because we don't see a result. Somebody may be getting their back scratched. Somebody may may be getting a check, getting an opportunity, et cetera. Where's the better Indianapolis? And I think you can apply that to your town uh, as well. I don't want to hear anymore about what's happening behind the scenes. I need to hear and see what's happening to the people, for the people, in front of the people, in response to what is happening with other people. No one can engage leadership without standing in front of the microphone, in front of the podium, in front of the crowd, and speaking clearly and honestly. It can't be done. One cannot lead without utilizing a voice, and that voice must be public. Where is it? In the state of Indiana, where is it? 
it is not with the governor Eric Holcomb. It is not uh, with with the, with the speaker uh, or, or or the leader in, in in the Senate. It is you cannot name the civic leader with whom this exists. You cannot find them because we now have to think about it. And the fact that we're thinking about it means no one comes to mind. In Texas, it is clear that Greg Abbott takes a stand regarding immigration. It is clear in Florida, Ron DeSantis has taken numerous stands. It is clear in places like South Dakota, Christy Nome, and you can mention other governors who have taken a stand uh, for, let's say, uh, protecting girls in sports. In the state of Indiana, we cannot point to anyone. Now, I'll admit that when I have had this conversation, and when I had this conversation earlier this week, I did get some people saying, whoa, whoa, Tony. I mean, I get your point, but, but there are instances right uh and and uh people reached out about well what about when uh attorney general todd rokita stands up against esg isn't that good i i should give credit where it's due people love to hate on rokita i have never quite figured it out even this whole thing about uh oh my gosh the uh, ethics violation and the uh, the state supreme court is going to take away his law license nobody knows what's going to happen he's going to file his response the, the whole thing i think some people want it and they're not just on the political left. And and for them, like like somebody's life is porn. It's I, I don't I'm not that guy. Right? I, I think that you can point to specifically the, the attorney general, Todd Rokita, things that he does where he's a fighter and I love it, and things where I think he's fighting that I, I don't think he should he should waste his time. That's not the place for it. But it's true. If he's standing up to, to environmental social governance, this horror show, I'm down. I appreciate it. It should get noted. We should notice things when 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 they happen. But I think that that in 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 sharing that, I'm also further exposing the issue. We don't have anything as a standard messaging of there's a better way to do it. There's a, there's a better way to treat people. We're going to do this. We're going to protect that. We're going to say no to this. We're going to stand up here. It happens that you have to search for it as opposed to so front of mind, top of mind, that in, in the state of, of Indiana, we can clearly say that we've got a, a Republican party that, that sometimes we, I shouldn't say sometimes, more often than not, we don't know how to connect with because we don't understand what it is that they're about. Is it conservatism? Ah, some, but not as a main focus. Republicanism? I don't even know what to say about that. Establishment uh, types? Maybe if they're not willing to be loud. I'm talking about the concept of leadership, of saying, you know, I think I brought this up earlier. William F. Buckley standing athwart history yelling, stop. This is not the way. This is the way. And we should note people when they do it. And we should note that we don't have enough people doing it enough. And I think, as I think about this more and more, this might be less about the elected official, less about the so-called campus leader, and more about us, what we accept. And I know we've got lives to lead, and who can fight every fight? Well, 
Maybe these are the fights that we have to fight. Let us discuss in the days ahead. I'm Tony Katz. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and thank you. So many people just now heading out on vacation, or maybe the staycation. Staycation wouldn't have been a bad idea. But I've got some aging family. I got to go see them. So quick trip down to Florida and, and, and back, and then a couple of days just to, to have a cigar and, 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 and have one's thoughts gearing up for 2024, which right now is looking massive. It is. Uh, 2024 is looking massive. I want it to look that way for the rest of the country, too. I don't know if I'm going to get so lucky, uh, but uh, for, for where we're building. Uh, and and as, as I've stated uh, be- before, it is because of you and, and your support of this show and, and the shows, right? What I do on morning as well, support of, of Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon Show, the videos and, and, and everything else. Um, can't thank you enough. This is, this is a cool, fun gig. All right, it, it sucks to do with the cold, but it's a cool, fun gig. And and it's because you let me do it. It's because you tune in. It's because you support the sponsors. And you do the thing. Uh, it was a good 2023. Coming on with WGCL uh, in, in Bloomington. Coming on with WMUN in, in Muncie, of course, the home station, WIBC, home sweet home. Um, good future ahead. Can't thank you enough. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm Tony Katz. Until next time, everyone, take care.